Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 10 for Wednesday, July 19th, 2017. Hey guys, how are you? How was your week? I miss talking to you guys. Uh, it's been a fun week for me. Uh, obviously, this this episode, I'm going to be talking about what happened last week, uh, just in terms of what I was living and, and whatnot. Uh, you know, my fun little activities and adventures, talking about what's coming up this week, what I'm working on, you know, read your emails, all that fun stuff. Um, and I get to get right into it. I, uh, I have been talking about some time now that I want to, uh, be doing, you know, going to the gym and exercising, taking better care of myself. I've gone to the gym a few times this last week. I met, I went zero times. The, the times that I went before, uh, were not fun. Um, and by that, I just mean that like I was just doing the treadmills and, uh, and it was just, it, you know, the biggest pain in the ass was, was going to the gym, you know, uh, bringing up change of clothes and, I, this might sound ridiculous to you guys, but just the, the whole going there, changing, changing shoes, changing everything. Um, for a fact, I'm lazy. I don't really change my clothes and then change back and everything. I'm certainly not showering in a big public shower with everybody. I just like, if anything, I would feel like I was there to motivate everyone else to keep going. You know, like none of us like, oh, fuck, if we stop, we could go that direction. You know what I mean? So I'm not there to provide motivation for other people. I'm there to try to motivate myself. So you know, avoidance of pain and, and pursuit of pleasure, right? Good feelings, not bad ones. So I, I, I went a few times and, and the thing was like, I tried doing some of the machines, the bikes hurt. I don't know what the fuck is going on with a bicycle seat. It's like trying to, it felt like I was trying to balance my entire body on the edge of a fucking machete. Like it just was digging up into the middle of my legs and it hurts so bad, like real, real bad. So like I have no muscle in there. I have like no gooch choda muscles you know what i mean so it was just it would just hurt after a while i was 300 pounds sitting on my testicles and spleen basically so that was not comfortable so i think i'm at the point now where i need to just walk off some of the the excess weight and, and maybe build up some muscle in the butt talks i don't know how you do gooch thrusts like i can't do like man kegels or anything like that so i feel like uh i feel like i need to do some work you know, in terms of going for walks. And that's, that's, that's basically what I'm getting at is that before I start, you know, hitting the gym and running on the treadmills and stuff like that, I need to, uh, you know, lose some of the extra, the weight that I have. So what I'm going to be doing going forward is, uh, I'm just going to just go for walks. And that's what I have been doing. I've been walking a lot more this last week. I took my dog chase, who is a Jack Russell terrier. I don't think I've talked much about him so far, but I took chase to, uh, you know, Bruce Pitt here in Ottawa. It's a huge dog park and we walked for two hours. That was a great day. Uh, it was hot. There was bugs everywhere, but I brought my, you know, my wireless earbuds, you know, so no worries about flicking the friggin' thing out of my pocket or ripping them out of my ear. And, uh, and we just walked for two hours. I, I, I played around with the Instagram story mode on the, on the phone there. That was fun. You know, learn how to, how to show, basically take pictures and, and fuck around for something that's going to be gone in 24 hours that barely anyone's going to see. So I think if I'm going to, if I'm going to take pictures of shit, I'm going to live, let it stick around for a bit. I don't know how I feel about the story mode. Plus I'm not so self-important that I'm like, if you know, you got to watch it today. You got to know what I'm doing right now. So I'm sure you guys can hear the, uh, the roommates talking in the background. Let's see if this works. Hey, could you guys speak up? I can't hear every word you're saying on the podcast. Fucking idiots. Anyways. Yeah. So that's how I do. I don't edit this shit out. <laughs> so, uh, I believe it or not, I actually have a sign. I may have mentioned this at a previous time. I actually have a sign on my door that says one man podcast recording. So I close the door. I hang that up. Uh, and in a hallway, white hallway, white door, I have a big black sign with a giant red recording underneath it. Anyways. So yeah, I had fun walking with the dog. That was a good time. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying walking more. Um, unfortunately, the last you know week or so with the the trip to Halifax and everything like that, I'm not eating the greatest. You know, when you're in you know 15 hour road trips, it's hard to uh, make sure that you're getting your oatmeal and your fresh greens. Um, and uh, you know, just putting quinoa in salads. <laughs> So I, uh, you know, I, I, I try to eat a little bit better and I've been doing a lot better. I mean, I'm going to give myself credit. I still haven't gotten a scale. I probably should have done that, but this episode's a bit rushed. I'm headed off shortly to judge the competition at absolute comedy. So I am recording this on Monday night just to let you guys know 
why the urgency normally four minutes into the podcast fight people yelling in the hall i would stop it erase start over run out there you know yell at them right this is appropriate adult behavior <laughs> you ruined my show okay i have 12 listeners that want a quality product so uh anyways yeah so that was interesting yeah i was talking about this, the, the story stuff on, on instagram i'm trying to learn all that social media stuff like it's it's hard Guys, social media is hard. I have my Josh Williams accounts. I have my one man podcast accounts. And when I say accounts, I mean, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, right? And then I have my, you know, my other ventures, which I probably never introduced you guys to, but I may as well take a second and talk about them now while I'm on the subject of social media. I have uh, a show that I produce at absolute comedy, uh, called hilarious bastards. Uh, so we, what that is, is, you know, I haven't done one in a while now. I've been very busy, you know, amping up for the podcast and stuff, but, uh, hilarious bastards is basically a show at absolute comedy where I bring in three big headliners for one night. So instead of going to see a show, you know, where it's one just great act at the end, you get to see three monster headliners all doing about 30 minutes each. So great show. I do it once in a while. You know, I haven't produced one yet since I started the podcast. So next time I'm working on one, you guys will, will know. I'll announce the names and I'll share some fun stuff, yada, yada, yada. But uh, if you're interested in that at all, just go to the, uh, go hilarious bastards, B-A-S-T-E-R-D-S. Uh, check that out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll see previous lineups and stuff like that. You can check out some of the guys I've, I've posted videos and stuff of the comics that I've had on. So very, very exciting uh, stuff there. I also have uh, an amateur show that I run at absolute comedy called open mic Mondays. One of the reasons I'm a judge there is that a lot of these guys who are competing in the absolute comedy preview comic competition. Uh, I have seen them perform. I'm probably the person who put them on stage for the first time. So that's a fun thing. Um, but yeah, open mic Mondays on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I have another project that I worked on for Canada's 150th. It's called the great Canadian comedy. Um, and, uh, myself, Jeff McKay, a friend of mine, uh, a great comedian as well. And uh, another friend of ours, Ian McKillican, who uh, has represented a lot of comedians and, uh, and done managing and, and run comedy clubs in the country for, you know, great resource. The three of us teamed up, tried to do a project in Canada for Canada's 150th. Um, we spoke to the arts council and they, they had a bunch of grants to give away. And one of the things that we, uh, we tried to do, we spoke to them about a proposal of, of trying to basically the grants were to bring Canadian art to the entire country. So what we proposed was we spoke to a lot of big names in comedy. I won't name any of them because it never happened. And I'll tell you why, but, uh, you know, we spoke to a lot of names in comedy, tried to get, uh, you know, tried to basically our plan was this is we were going to, we were going to do shows in every, uh, province territory, whatever in Canada for Canada's 150th. So, and the idea was that we wanted to go to markets that didn't typically get comedy. So for example, if you think Alberta, you think big markets, Calgary, Edmonton, right? Well, we were going to go to Red Deer and, you know, Medicine Hat or, or uh, Red Deer. And there was another one, Banff, Banff. Yeah, that was the one we we're going to do Banff and we were going to do Red Deer. So two cities that don't typically get that, you know, if we were in BC, we weren't going to do like, you know, Vancouver, we were going to do like Victoria and some of the other places. So for example, same thing in, in Ontario, we were going to try to do Timmins and Hamilton, London, you know what I mean? The cities that don't normally get this stuff to get passed over. So the whole idea was we're taking comedy to every market in the country. It's Canadian comedians doing Canadian content and the tickets in every city, doesn't matter where they are, how big the theater, whatever would be 25 bucks. So basically anyone could see a, it's an affordable show that encompasses all of Canadians going to every province of the country. We had different acts that would be from different areas, you know, uh, uh, all groups incorporated, right? So we had, um, you know, uh, LGBT community comedians. We had Aboriginal comedians. We had, um, you know, comedians with disabilities, um, foreign comedians who basically who who've ex, you know, come, come or who've immigrated to Canada and were doing comedy. So, um, you know, every, every race represented, uh, it was, it was great. It was really a good format for a show. Um, the budget that they had in terms of the grants that they were giving out, we, we actually worked really hard. We worked with a lot of, uh, of, um, venues and things like that. So long story short, we were told by the arts council that we were eligible to sign up for this. We did weeks of paperwork. Um, we all worked very, very hard. I'm, I'm so proud of the team of guys, uh, you know, that we, that we just, that we put our heads down. We worked hard because we really wanted to see this, um, come to fruition and, uh, and we submitted everything and like almost the, you know, the next day or whatever. Um, it wasn't that quick, but very short afterwards. I mean, we were told that we had three month process. Um, we submitted this stuff. And it felt like within a week we had got, um, 
an email back saying that we were ineligible. Our, our proposal was ineligible. Um, can't can, stand up comedy is not considered an art form, uh, by the Canadian arts council. So, um, we appealed that we said, what are you talking about? Like they said, well, it's only supposed to be for, for new material. We're like, well, we're going to be writing material for this tour. Like we're getting comics, big names. Um, and, uh, we had, we had all these letters of interest too, from these comics. So it wasn't like, we're going to go ask comedians. We had big names in this country signed up on board letters of interest, uh, venues, letters of interest, sponsors, letters of interests. Um, and it was just, uh, they just basically said, yeah, it's not an art form. You guys already have, you know, uh, support systems in place. And we were like, what, what are you talking about support systems in place? What exactly do you think? <laughs> yeah. Comedians, we can just knock on doors and go, oh yeah, yeah. Call up, uh, call up headquarters. We need our, we need our support system. So anyways, never ended up happening. We appealed it. They said no. So as, as usual, even though this year, I think, uh, there was something Trudeau said, that's uh, our prime minister. If I have any U S or, or international listeners, uh, prime minister said that the arts council was going to be recognizing a bunch of new art forms, Stand up comedy, still not one of them. So we are not an art form. So just in case you, you know, you ever say, Hey, I like the art of stand up. Be careful. You are according to our government incorrect. It is not an art form. So anyways, great Canadian comedy.com was what we grabbed for that. And that was the, uh, the platform that we were running it on. So, uh, I've since spoken with my two partners and we're looking to turn that into something, maybe a, a comedy co-op of some kind or whatever. Still in its infancy, we need mission statements and stuff like that. But that is something that uh, is out there in the world. Great Canadian comedy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That was a real long explanation of why I have that venture as well. But just in case anyone's going, what the fuck is Josh doing with all of these accounts? Um, besides killing myself very, very quickly mentally, um, they, they each have their own purpose and they are supposed to be, you know, independent of each other and different projects. Like a lot of pots on the stove and not a lot of brain cells in my head. So <sighs> boy, oh boy, a lot of talking. And I don't feel like I've said anything 12 minutes in anybody, anybody check out yet. <laughs> ah, delicious. So, yeah, I mean, um, that's basically what's going on. I'm, I'm learning that stuff. I'm trying to learn how to get followers. I've also got another podcast idea that I'm starting up with someone. Um, I've sent out a few emails to potential partners. I have got some interested replies, but there's more conversations to be had. The podcast in and of itself, um, I think is still a little in its infancy. Um, lots of things to be ironed out. We need to figure out how to do that. I will have, uh, for the most part, a co-host. Um, and other guests as well. So it's a lot more to take on than just uh, the one man podcast, which is the whole reason I'm doing a one man podcast is I don't want to be reliant on guests and other people's schedules. I had something come up for tomorrow night, which is why I'm recording on Monday. It's that simple. Set up the microphone, talk to you guys, right? Go over my week. I just, I can't cancel on myself. That'd be really weird. So Anyways, I'll give you guys more information on that when it comes up, but I'll, if you want to know sort of what's a little teaser, the name of that podcast will be comics talking comics. And that is, uh, does exist on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter right now. So if you want to start following that, you'll get, uh, you'll be the first ones to get more news on it because we post on social media, uh, for the updates. So yeah, that's, uh, I'll stop with that. That was, that was me talking about the dog bark. And a little tiny sliver of me talking about my two hour walk and a lot of me talking about how much I'm confused and overworked by social media. Um, I also last week, um, I've got a, a friend who owns a, uh, a company that deals with hot tub stuff. And, uh, and he asked me to work there this week. So last week I went in for a day. I saw a sales presentation on how to sell a hot tub, which is not what I was going in for. I was going into fill shipment boxes and things like that. You know, Hey, you want to come in fill these orders? throw shit in boxes, tape it up, write an address on it via Canada post. Sure. I can do that. Sounds pretty, pretty easy peasy. I did that for a week, uh, way back in the spring and it was, uh, it was good. I think it was like March break. I did that nice and quiet, easy peasy, slow and steady. Um, and I did, uh, I did that last week. It was nice and calm. We did a few things. Now the boss guy is on vacation and I could not be more overwhelmed and unqualified to be doing the job that I'm doing right now, basically running the entire business. So it's like, you're the guy in future shop who opens up boxes and puts the DVDs Why future. Shop? I keep using that reference. That has not been a company for two years now. Uh, and I haven't worked there in 13 years, but anyways, you're the guy who works at friggin'. I was going to say HMV next. All the companies that I reference are dead. Um, but, uh, anyways, 
It's like being the guy who works at Best Buy and takes the DVDs out of the boxes. And then all of a sudden, one day, your boss is like, hey, man, are you good to just keep doing this next week? Yeah, no problem. He doesn't show up, and all of a sudden, you find out you're doing scheduling, you're doing customer service, you're doing the orders, you know, you're answering questions on departments you don't work in. Hey, how does this home theater system work? You don't know any of this shit. Dangerously underqualified. And as, as much as you guys might be like, oh, that sounds like a bit of an exaggeration. Uh, no. It is not an exaggeration. It is uh, it is the most stressful thing I have done in a long time. And I did that today. So that was, I went in for the training last week, you know, for some of the new stuff and nothing. I, I am sitting in a chair and I'm basically getting emails all day saying this person has a broken heater. Give them a call. Like I, like I fucking know how a hot tub heater works. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Um, but I'm, I'm just frantically treading water, trying to help people out. Luckily, the, the guy who does the service, whatever's helped me out. Anyways, long story short is I'm fucking overwhelmed eight 30 to four for the next fucking four days straight. I'm not looking forward to it. So yep, this is going to suck. Um, usually I'm all over the map too, with what I talk about. Cause I'm kind of like, yeah, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. I, uh, yeah, this, I mean like the last few days were fun. You know, I enjoyed going for the walk with the dog. I was going to go with them on, on Friday too, but I ended up uh, doing this hot tub training. So I, I didn't end up going there Saturday. I I had a fun thing. Uh, one of my uh, comedian friends, Nick Burden, a uh, very funny guy reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in working one of those like uh, movie theater, video game tournament events. Um, to which I said, yeah, sure. Why not? That sounds like fun, right? Go play video games, make a little money. Um, I, I signed an agreement that I can't really talk about the name of the company or give too, too much details. All I can say was that like all day Saturday, I was hanging out in a movie theater. We were playing Injustice two, which was a great game, just a fighter, right? Why not dress up as, or not dress up, but you know, Hey, play as wonder woman and beat the shit out of Superman. Right. There was a lot of weird characters I didn't get, but it was a fun game. Right. And they had all these tables and stuff like it's really hard to describe because I was kind of like, what does the video game tournament look like? I, you see the, the advertisements for it in the slides before the, sh the show starts and you just see everyone sitting there with their 3d glasses with the controller in their lap, just sitting in the regular chairs. Well, this tournament was set up. They've got all these like long tables set up right in the front. So it's like a giant, you know, Comic-Con looking panel of tables with, with monitors in front of you and PlayStation stuff. So basically all the, the contestants are sitting in these super awesome, comfortable chairs <laughs> and they're, uh, they're playing head to head. And then part of the team that I was working with, we are the ones who, who, um, well, not only get people excited and organized, but there was a host. My buddy, Nick was, uh, was hosting it. So, you know, I was announcing the winners and giving away prizes and stuff like that. Uh, another comedian that I work with was doing like color commentary on the match that was showing on the big screen. Um, and then I was working in between, you know, trying to get people excited and coming into the theater to, to play free video games. Uh, and then the team upstairs in the projection booth that was basically switching between the different, games being played at those tables. So you got like, you know, eight different games going on, but only one of them is being shown on the screen. So we were, uh, you know, trying to decide what, what game should be shown on this big screen for most excitement whenever. So it was a fun event. I had a good time on Saturday. That was really cool. And I look forward to working with that company again. Uh, cause I had a great time and, uh, you know, got to see some people. Oh, what is that? Ah, yeah. The ice. Mm -mm. Delicioso. So yeah, I had a fun time with that on Saturday. And then I bought a new game. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't played video games in a, in a while, but I uh, decided after being at the video game tournament, I'm like, you know what? I could use a little a little relaxation. I go. It was to be a busy weekend. We were hanging out with the um, the kiddos on Saturday night because uh, Mickey's birthday. Our little girl, her she is. She's turning, uh, you know, an age or higher. I don't want to give it her age or anything like that, but she's getting a year older tomorrow night, which is one of the, the reason that we're not, uh, we're not recording tomorrow night guys. We're recording tonight so that as soon as I'm done, the soul sucking horror of spending all day going, I don't know what that part is. I don't know what your hot tub is. I don't know. I go like, I have to tell these people when I call them, I'm like, you own a hot tub, right? And they're like, yes. I go, okay. You know more about them than I do because I don't own one. I have not been trained on anything. All the products on the shelf, I can put them in a box, write an address on them, but that's it. I've been left, 
Yeah, I don't even. It's almost like like the fucking guy had a nervous breakdown. Just runs out of his business, hands me the keys, and go run this place until I come back. You know, even though he's available to me, he's really not very good at uh, at explaining things. And then, and the worst part is he kind of he kind of looks at me like I have I have no fucking idea. Like, how could I not get the simple concept? But anyways, it's, it really is nuts. It's really nuts. Like I said, and, and the worst part is too, I, I give a shit. He's a friend, right? So I want to do a good job while he's gone, but it sucks when it's like someone called, there's a problem with their hot tub, call them back. I'm going to end up like, like imagine too, you're a, you're someone, you bought like a $10,000 hot tub. You have an issue with it. You call, you get some guys like, nah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, it's the worst thing you could do in terms of customer service. Like I think it would be better to <laughs> call them back in a week and get it done right, proper right away. Then like, yeah, I, I don't know. Did you try unplugging it, plugging it back in? No, that didn't work. Eh? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just basically afraid I'm going to lose this guy business because I'm just like, I, I'd be making it up. I'm like, I, I feel like telling these people, I'm like, you know what? You just walk out, go leave your backyard, go out to the front street. If you see anybody, grab them and go, Hey, how do you fix this? Because that person is, is equally trained and equipped to solve your problem as I am. Um, so yeah, anyways, but after tomorrow's done, I get to go and, uh, you know, we're going to have a, a little bit, a little, little barbecue for the little lady, you know, have some, uh, some cake and stuff like that for her birthday. Actually, speaking of which, um, Saturday night, we, uh, we had a little bit of a, no, that was yesterday. What the hell's going on with me? Saturday night, we played games. That's what we did. That was fun. Um, after the, the tournament, I had fun playing video games. I downloaded a new game. That's right. I downloaded Friday the 13th, the game. And uh, I don't know if you guys are gamers. You know what? I mean, you might not be into sports or whatever. Sometimes people talk sports in their podcast. I won't do that to you. Um, but I am going to talk video games uh, for just a few minutes here. Um, I played Friday the 13th, the game, which was a sweet game. Uh, you're basically, it's online only, so you can only play with or against other players. And, uh, the way it works is you're basically one of, you know, X amount of camp counselors and one player is Jason. If you're not familiar, Friday the 13th, the killer is Jason. It's one of those masked, faceless, unkillable, supernatural murderers. And, uh, yeah, you start the game and you're, you're one of these camp counselors. The, the map is vast. So there's like the, there's a lake, there's, there's roads, there's cabins, there's, um, yeah, like main highway sort of area. And the whole point of the game is if you're one of the counselors, you have to try to escape, uh, the campgrounds and you can escape by many different ways. You can, um, you know, you can call police, you can uh, escape in a car, you can escape in a boat or, you know, or you can try to kill Jason, which is, you have to actually, it's possible, but you have to jump through a lot of series of, of hoops and you need multiple players to help you out. So it's, there's, there's quite a lot of things that have to happen first. Uh, you can call Tommy Jarvis, who, um, is apparently a character from the, the franchise, the series. So if you watch a lot of Friday the 13th, you'll know who Tommy Jarvis is, but the idea is if you're, if you're playing the game, right, you start and you want to call the cops. Well, first thing you have to do when you start, you don't have any map and you don't have any, you know, a radio or anything, because it basically starts where Jason walks up and kills someone right in front of you and everyone scatters. And then you go into the game. Now you got to run around and look for stuff. And, uh, the way it works is you don't have a radio or anything, so you can't speak with other players. So you're, you're going into cabins and stuff and you're scouring through drawers and whatnot. You're looking for stuff. So for example, um, you, you would want to find a map first cause you can't even see, you can only see sort of what's close to you on your little map. You can't open up a map and see where everything is, um, until you find a map. So you got to find a map. Uh, you got to find a walkie talkie in order to be able to communicate with other players. And you can only communicate with other players who have also found walkie talkies, but it does help you communicate as to where Jason is and, and where he's coming and stuff. Um, the, uh, the fun thing too, is like, if you're trying to call the cops, you got to find the cabin where the phone is, but when you get there, the phone lines cut. So you got to go around looking for like a fuse to find, and then you have to go repair the phone box and then go inside and call the cops. Once you call the cops, it takes them five minutes to get there. And this whole time you got to stay alive and, and don't get killed by Jason. Uh, same thing with the cars. If you're looking to, to escape with a vehicle, you have to, um, you have to find the car keys. You have to find a car battery. You have to find gas. And of course, you know, those things are all hidden at different parts of the map. So, um, and then all the while you're searching for things, you got to stay alive and don't get you know, killed by Jason. Uh, Jason is, it's very easy for him to kill you. 
he just has to find you hiding from him, running from him, you know, not being heard by him. Those are the tough things. Um, you know, the boat, same thing. You got to find the propeller, fill it with gas and you go, once you're in the car, once you're in the boat, you are still very vulnerable. Um, because on the flip side of that, so for example, like you can have a bunch of players looking to try to fix the boat, but once the boat is fixed, only two players can fit in it. And there's up to seven counselors per game. So if you fix the boat, you know, a bunch of people are looking for pieces and stuff like that. Well, only two people get to get in it and actually try to get away. Everyone else is left standing on the dock as Jason's coming up, trying to kill you. Same thing with the cars. There's a two seater car and a four seater car, you know, but once those seats are full, that's, that's it, you know? So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a good cooperative game. It's only played online. So you can't play by yourself. You know, you got to play with other players. And the fun thing is every, you know, every few games, you know, you end up getting selected to play the role as Jason. So when you play as Jason, you have different abilities. Your, your screen can sort of go into a, like a gray color mode and you see the red, like, so you can see where noise is coming from. So just people walking around and the camp counselors going in and out of buildings, um, you can, you can sort of see them. You also have this like ability to morph around the map. Cause you'd think, well, if Jason's on the other side of the map, everyone can do what they're doing at the other side. He can, you can bring up your options and, and zip to the other side of the map with just a click of a button, you know, and now, now you're in that spot. Um, you know, if people are running from you, you have all these different abilities that help you, you know, uh, pursue them quickly. Um, you know, zap to the other side of a building. Um, Jason can only get into a building from the door. Um, so when you go into a building, you can close the door behind you and sort of barricade it shut, but he'll just, it just takes him longer. You got to hack through it. Um, camp counselors can, can crawl in and out of windows. Jason cannot, but he can smash the window so that if you try to crawl out of it, you, you take damage. Um, what else? Uh, Jason can cut the power. He can cut the phone lines. Um, and of course you're, you've got this element that you're playing with called fear. So the more, more things Jason smashes or breaks or whatever, you know, the more times you come close to him, he sees you, uh, your character's face, like the eyes go wide and the mouth drops open. It's the funniest look, especially if he's nowhere near you and you're running around, your character has been scared. They just, they run around with this horrified look on their face. It's hilarious. Um, but the idea is that, yeah, you're, you're, and, and when you're afraid, your screen starts to get black around the outsides and go into all this tunnel vision mode where you can't really see what's around you because your, your character's so scared that they're basically just fight or flight, extreme panic. Um, it's kind of fun. They give you things. Some of the things that you find, like while you're searching for the other things that you need to get away are, uh, you know, you'll find like a pocket knife. So if Jason grabs you, the pocket knife lets you slip his grasp real quick. So it gives you a chance to get away. Uh, you can find firecrackers, which you use to, um, you know, distract Jason. There's a shotgun, but it only has one shot. You shoot him and it knocks him down for a second. Then he does that, that classic killer, you know, he's laying on his back and he just sits up and then gets up and comes after you again. So, um, it's a, it's a real fun, uh, it's a real fun game. It's really, really fun. It's fun to play as Jason. It's fun to play as the, the camp counselors. So, uh, I played that, uh, on Saturday night with, uh, with Brody, the lady, and the little lady, we had fun playing that. Definitely scary. When we were first playing, we didn't even know how to play. We were all trying to figure everything. I died every time I would die within two minutes. Jason would grab me, find me, grab me. The kill scenes are gory and and very true to the uh, the the original movies. So um, yeah, it was just a good time, and I and it was kind of cool to just play some video games for a night again. Because a lot of feels like a lot of work, a lot of work lately. Not a lot of fun spare time. You know, I'm trying the Halifax trip, but. It was kind of cool to just sit back, play video games, all the, you know, jump scare together and stuff like that. It was, it was cool. Um, I also uh, played a little bit more of Deadlight, which is a game. I'm just mentioning it because we're talking about video games, but I played Deadlight. Deadlight is a very cool, just little side scroller. Um, again, if you're not huge into video games, all it means is it's just a lot more simple gameplay. Um, it's kind of like think Super Mario, the way it moves to the side. That's what a side scroller is called. You basically, there's no 3D aspect to it. You're just moving side to side. A lot of, uh, cell phone games, you know, app games and stuff are, are side scrollers. So Deadlight was a fun little one where you're just a dude running away from zombies. You got to solve puzzles to move into the next, you know, climb a ladder, jump onto a box and then through a window kind of stuff. So that was fun. I played that. That's a great game. If you do like side scrollers, it's, uh, I don't think it's available on, on cell phones, but I played it on the Xbox. Same thing with uh, Friday the 13th is available Xbox, PlayStation four and, uh, and PC. So just in case you're like, fuck, that sounds like a fun game. I would definitely suggest YouTubing it guys, just to watch a couple minutes of the gameplay of Friday the 13th is very uh, very cool to see because it is, it is exciting. It's scary. Uh, makes you jump, um, whatever. So yeah, it was a, that was a great time. Um, we did, uh, yesterday on Sunday, we did, um, sort of like, a 
you know, birthday, birthday family barbecue thing. Oh, I messed my notes up here. Um, yeah, we, uh, we, we had a barbecue. Um, Michaela's been a little, uh, little iffy with, with, uh, dairy lately. So we got, um, we, we made her a rice crispy cake. So like cake boss, we just made rice crispy treats, uh, shaped them, you know, I frosted, frosted the cake and then wrote on it. It was great. And we got her, uh, we got her, uh, a cell phone. She's now, uh, she's now got her first iPhone five C I met somebody in Canada. We bought it on, uh, online. So definitely if you're buying cell phones, uh, full price, get them online, like, uh, like Kijiji or Craigslist or whatever, but a suggestion for all of my people here, guys, you save a lot of money doing that, but always meet them at a cell phone store. Uh, a couple things when buying online, you want to make sure that if you're buying for a particular carrier, we are with, eh, fuck it. They didn't pay me anything. I'm not telling you. We're with one of the big carriers. All right. We're not with the, we're not with the little ones. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things too, someone's like, oh, I want to buy an iPhone. You're like, oh, great. And you know, you buy a phone and you find out it's, it's locked. So for sake of argument, you know, you, you're trying to buy a, uh, let's say Rogers phone and, uh, you know, and someone ends up selling you a bell phone, you know, it's locked to that carrier. So you can steal your SIM card and it's not going to work because it's locked the carrier. Now you're out more money to quote unquote, unlock it. Um, but even still, sometimes people sell things, they say, oh, it's unlocked, but you, you have no way of knowing until you test it. So my suggestion is if you're ever buying a phone, you know, for a specific carrier or from someone who says it's unlocked carriers, like, you know, Rogers Bell, tell us, um, if someone says, you know, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's unlocked or it's with this carrier, just ask to meet them in a store. Just go, Hey, can you meet me at a Rogers store or whatever? Because those people can test right away. They can give you a SIM card. You can pop it in, test it. If it won't work nine times out of 10, it's because it's locked. The person wasn't telling the truth or whatever. If they're not willing to meet you at one of those stores, there's your red flag right there, but at least you saved all your money. You didn't get fucked, you know? Um, so that's what I did. I met somebody out in Canada and, uh, you know, we tested it. They were super nice. Uh, everything went well, you know, brought the phone home, activated it for the little lady and, uh, she's got her first iPhone. Now she's off to the races with, uh, a, you know, she loves Snapchat. I still haven't figured that one out. I don't know Snapchat. I have it. I don't know it. Um, but she's Snapchatting, she's texting, she's having a great time. So, uh, we're very, very happy for her. She had a great time with her little birthday meal. I barbecued damn near in the rain again, right as I was bringing the last stuff in the, the raindrops came. So, uh, we did that and then, yeah, I, uh, came home, oh, excuse me, started reading this week's edition of the, uh, of the bathroom reader, of course, portable press which I'll probably share with you guys in a second. I got so much stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I am running short on time. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you the hour. I'll, I'll give it to you. Don't you worry. Uh, uh, uh. I sound particularly hoarse on this episode too. I think it's cause I sat in a fucking shitty warehouse all day. This dusty fruit flies everywhere. The, uh, the owner of the business likes applesauce and has fucking sealed applesauce cups everywhere, but the garbage next to his desk I guess over the course of the weekend had a bunch of like half empty applesauce containers in it. So all day today, there's fucking flies everywhere. I had no idea where the fruit flies were coming from. And then finally at one point I went to throw something out and saw all the containers. And when I threw the, the crumpled the paper ball in there, it was like an explosion of fruit flies. So again, I'm not bragging. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It just was a shitty day. My voice is sore and I got to go yell at a bunch of amateur comedians tonight. I'm not going to yell at them. Um, I'm hoping that they do great. I'm going to try to give them some advice. All the advice that has led me to this particular moment in my life, you know, sitting here, not knowing what I'm talking about, having no direction with my life, you know, taking gigs that I'm not qualified for. It'd be a different story if I was like, yeah, man, I could, I could fucking handle this. Yeah. I've sold hot tubs for years. No, I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I do not know what the fuck I'm doing. This is, I apologize. This is the theme of today's show. Cause it is stressing me out only cause I know I have four more days of it. And today went particularly unwell. So, uh, anywho, we did that. I like that rice crispy quick cake thing. That was fun. You know what I mean? That was fun. It was fun barbecuing. You know, I, I'm, I'm really digging, uh, being the grill master, you know, hot dogs, hamburgers, little visit with the family. Yeah. It was a good, uh, it was a good night overall. I did read, uh, like I said, an, another article, which I'll share with you shortly. Cause we're getting there. Um, actually something I meant to, to say to you guys was actually, <laughs> yeah, I'm all over the map. I'm looking at my notes here, but, uh, I, I felt bad for the dog. And I don't know if you guys ever think about this or notice this, but like, you know, when you give your dog the same fucking food, like the dog gets his, his daily kibble or whatever. And some of you guys may be like, what the fuck is wrong with you every day? Well, not every day, but 
Yeah. Well, some, some people, I wonder about that. I wonder if there's people who just like, they buy the bag of dog food and that's all the dog ever gets the same meal every day, all day, 365. I mean, he smells everything that's being made. You know, they have better noses than we do. So it's like, oh, oh, what are you guys making? Oh yeah. That smells good. Oh my God. That smells good. Oh, is it dinner time? Perfect. Crunch, 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 crunch. Thanks so much. Crunch, 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 crunch. Oh, I love these smells every day. Crunch, crunch, crunch. And they're not stupid. They know it's food. You know, we cheat. We give them something, a little, a little, you know, taste. We give them little bits after the meal or whatever in his dish or whatever. But I just, I wonder if there's people that just never give their dog anything but the dog food, you know, like the fucking kibble or whatever. Just the dogs talking to each other. Really? My master gives me anything. That's what we do with Chase. He gets spoiled. You know, he's a little overweight because he gets too much. He stays with my folks a lot. And, uh, and they feed him like they snack all the time. They feed him all the time. They overfeed him because he's, he's very interested in food. And even for Jack Russell, like he'll run the energy off, but you know, he's, uh, they will feed him the same amount that they feed their standard poodle, which is four times his size. And he's, yeah, he'll eat it. He'll eat his little pudge. He's like me, you know, oh, extra large pizza is only a dollar more. Sure. Let's buy that and crush it. You know? I save, I'm, I'm saving money, but I'm killing myself, you know? Anyways, I don't know. I thought about that. you know, then some people are like, oh, I give him kibble all the time. But on his birthday, we make him a doggy cake, you know, ask the dog, Hey, what's, what's, how's your doggy take cake taste? That's like wet kibble. They basically just mushed up the kibble, formed it into a bone. They let me go at it for a little while, write my name in some sort of weird dog mayonnaise that's edible for me, you know, and then I wolf down as much as I can. I go lay down on the bed and I gack it up 30 minutes later. Barf on the bed. Thanks. Thanks for the birthday cake. Just tastes like my kibble. That's what, I don't know. It just seems, it seems like a weird thing for anyone who's listening, who may have an animal. that's just like, yeah, same shit all day, every day. Imagine what that would do to you. The same fucking shit every single day. You know, anyways, we love our pet so much. We just feed him the same thing. Drive him sort of crazy with the same. We let him smell the other stuff. He smells it. He knows there's more out there. You know, we're, we're not doing that. Eat the same thing like three days in a row and you want to kill yourself. You know, the dog, oh, he just loves this kibble. Crunch, 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 crunch. It's like, imagine eating bran buds. <laughs> That's how I think about it. Just get a box of bran buds and just eat that dry every meal for like three days straight. You'll be fucking at the dog's food store like, oh my God, the dog food store. You know, you'll be there just, what, I got to get something else for him. He's got to have something different. Um, I do want to say, I think it was... Um, I think it was Chris or, 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 oh no, uh, Mark. Anyways, I, I'm all over the map, but I think, um, I think one of my friends had mentioned to me, uh, a few, few weeks back about a show called I'm dying up here. That was, uh, you know, executive producer, Jim Carrey, um, saw it. It was on crave TV. I uh, watched all five episodes. I think there's like a new episode every week. So there might be a new one out by now, but watched it last week about uh standup comedy, 1970s. For some reason, I thought it was like comics performing. And it's not, it's like a drama series. I wouldn't even say it's a comedy. It is very much drama-ish. Um, you know, comics, they've nailed like the comedy store, the era, comics, persona, uh, the struggles that we go through. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it is set in the seventies, but it, there is, it, I mean, a lot of that shit is incredibly relevant today. We have not changed much as a stand-up comedian culture. So for anyone who really wants to know kind of what it's like to be a stand-up comic and, and sort of some of the things that you might struggle with and whatnot, um, it's, uh, it's outstanding. It's a great, great, great show. Um, even there's a scene, you know, where, where Richard Pryor pops in and this guy that the, uh, the owner doesn't like, uh, she, you know, he's begging her for a spot on the show and she finally gives it to him. And then, you know, they, they, he, you know, the guy, the host goes up and says, Hey man, you're, you're on right after this next guy. And then he brings up Richard Pryor, you know what I mean? And for you guys, you might be like, Oh, that sounds really cool. Um, but something about the business is, you know, if you're not a huge comedian, um, it's fucking horrible to one second. I have to yell at my, my roommates again. Hey guys, thank you. Thank you. It's okay. I know it's a big black sign on a white door. It's hard to see. Love you. Yeah. Apology accepted. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah. So like if you're a comedian, I, I really hope that this ends up being funny and not just like, what the fuck is wrong with him? He needs to have his own studio. But, uh, basically, uh, I'm so sorry. My brain is mush. Basically what I'm saying is if you're a comedian and you're following 
a, a, a way stronger comedian. That's a fucking nightmare. You have a guy who's just out there destroying, dominating, and you're going to go out with your stuff. That's like, eh, I'm trying some new stuff. You're going to, you're going to eat your dick. You're going to fucking bomb because there's no way you could possibly match that energy. You know what I mean? That, that performance. So, um, just lots of things like that in the show. They're very excited. There's, there's some, some things where guys are like, you know, they're trying to make it and stand up, but they've got families to feed and, and the guy, you know, I, I, they have to make decisions where it's like, yeah, I, I guess I can't follow my dream right now because I have these responsibilities. And then there's the opposite where you see guys struggling and, and dragging people down, you know, and they talk about how they're suffering, trying to make it, but it's like, yeah, it's, you know, we're not suffering. It's the people who are with us that, that are suffering. Um, anyways, great show. I'm dying up here is what it's called. Uh, it's available on crave TV. I believe it's on, uh, you know, HBO TMN, whatever it is. Um, but I, I mean, I, I burned through it very, very quickly. Just, uh, one of the nights last week thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, and I watched South Park season 20 last week too. The whole season 20 was 10, 10 episodes long and, uh, had, uh, you know, it was all about Donald Trump and trolling and, and Hillary Clinton. It was over quick. I remember on the way back from uh, Halifax, I don't think I mentioned the podcast, but I listened to uh, uh, an interview with Trey Parker and he was talking, he's the creator of South Park. And uh, he was just saying how like they prefer their old format when it was like episodic one episode at a time. Now they've sort of gotten into this whole, like every episode bleeds into the next and you have to be watching the whole thing through to even get what's going on. And he said, we just can't wait to get back to the one episode at a time. We tried it, but it's a nightmare. We don't enjoy it. And to be honest, after watching season 20, um, it, it was funny, but it wasn't what I'm used to with South park where you just laughing your face off. This was sort of just, they were telling a story and there was the odd joke here and there, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't anything great, but I, that too, I saw on crave TV. So I watched, uh, I watched South park. And then when that was finished that it made the recommendation for the, uh, I'm dying up here. Watch that. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, guys, we're 41 minutes in. I may as well move right on to the sponsors. Thanks for listening so far. I mean, it's been a week of, of work and then watching and playing stuff. So that's, that's what I've got to talk about this week. Um, but as always, why don't we move to, uh, to my sponsors here at portable press. We've got portablepress.com. That is where you go. If you want to find some of these beautiful bathroom readers yourselves. Um, and this week I'm going to be reading from, uh, you know, in honor, it's the 10th episode. I've gone back to the uncle John's giant 10th anniversary bathroom reader. And this week I'm reading an article called how the spider was created. All right. So here's the ancient Greek story of the creation of the spider. And the reason we call spiders arachnids from myths and legends of the ages. There was a maiden named Arachne who was so skillful at weaving and embroidery that people would come from far and near to marvel at her work. Not only was the work itself beautiful, but Arachne's movements as she wove were so graceful and lovely that people would say Minerva herself must have taught you. But Arachne had become so vain about her skill that she couldn't bear to even hear the goddess Minerva praised. Um, is that so scoffed Arachne? Let Minerva try her skill with me. If I don't surpass her, I will pay the penalty. Minerva hearing this was angry, but she was also merciful. She disguised herself as an old woman and came to Arachne. I am an old woman, she said, and I have learned much in my long lifetime. Challenge your fellow mortals if you want, but don't challenge a goddess. If I were you, I would beg Minerva's forgiveness and hope she'll pardon you. But Arachne laughed scornfully. I'm not afraid, she said. I meant what I said. Let Minerva come down and compete with me, if she dares. She comes, answered Minerva, and dropping her disguise, she stepped forward. Arachne paled, but only for a moment. Let us begin, she said. So the, con so the contest began. Minerva wove scenes around the immense power of the gods. Uh, did I get that right? Yeah, Minerva wove scenes. Sorry. Minerva wove scenes showing the immense power of the gods. The beauty of her work was so great that the watchers were breathless with admiration. Then Arachne began to weave. She purposely chose to weave pictures showing the weakness and errors of the gods. Her pictures were so lifelike they were almost, sorry, they almost seemed to move. She wove so marvelously that even Minerva admired her art. But furious at Arachne's insult, Minerva struck her shuttle and it fell apart. I assume that's the thing that they're weaving on. Uh, struck her shuttle and it fell apart. Then she touched Arachne's forehead and made her feel guilt and shame. Arachne, in remorse, rushed away and hung herself. Huh, quick reaction. Uh, then Minerva took some pity on her and said, Live, guilty woman, but from now on you and your children shall continue to hang. 
As she spoke, Arachne's form shriveled up while her arms and legs grew thinner until finally she was changed into a spider. Her descendants can be seen to this day hanging from threads, which they weave into webs. So that's supposed to be the uh, the story of how spiders came to be from the old Greek stories. Man, my throat is getting sore. There's a little section, uh, a little second section to this bit here too. Is two pagers, so they've added more about spiders. They've got tarantula attack. So I'll share that with you guys too. The poor tarantula is misunderstood. Some people still believe its bite is fatal. In Dr. No, the first James Bond film, for example, villains try to kill 007 by putting a tarantula on his pillow. <laughs> That'd still scare me. Can you die from peeing yourself? Um, actually, some species are not poisonous at all. And those that have a bite are generally no more harmful than a bee sting. Unlike bees, however, tarantulas give warnings before they attack. They rear up and bear their fangs. If that doesn't work, they sting. So there you go. Uh, John Browning writes in Tarantulas, a pet guide for tarantula owners. Tarantulas have never been known to kill a human being with their venom. However, he suggests caution. Just as some people are allergic to bee stings, some can have severe allergic reaction to tarantula bites. Of more concern than a bite, some species have poisonous hairs that can temporarily blind their enemies, including humans. If a tarantula feels threatened, it will rub its abdomen with its hind legs until some strands of hair fall off, then throw the strands at its enemy. That would be really cool. Um, I'll finish the, the line first. Uh, throw strands at enemy. A tarantula with a large bald spot on its abdomen is either old or under a lot of stress. So how funny is that, though? If you could, like, with your feet reach up and rub your belly hairs, pull them out, and then somehow with accuracy, throw the hairs with your feet into someone's eyes. That's pretty exciting. So that's the, uh, that's the article guys. And of course, at the bottom of every page, this is a two pager. There's like a little, uh, little info quip. So the first one says the last United States train robbery took place in 1933 and president William McKinley's parrot was named Washington post. So how about that guys? The, uh, the 10th anniversary bathroom reader from uncle john's that's the 10th anniversary which places this book sometime around 1997 but nonetheless one day we're going to look back at episode 10 of the one man podcast and go wow really back then when he was talking about video games still had a girlfriend who hadn't left him at that point you know <laughs> And we still listened. We still listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I love these bathroom readers, guys. Portablepress.com. If you guys enjoy them, like I said, there's all sorts of editions available out there with all sorts of subjects that you are interested in, right? You get to pick and choose what you want to read about. Um, these things are outstanding. Um, as always, my sponsor, Summersby. That's what I'm sipping on each and every episode. I got to write a commercial for Summersby. Um, because I'm not going to keep just yakking at you guys and telling you how great it is. I will tell you how great it is, but, uh, I'm going to make, uh, I got some, some music and I sat down with the rep and we talked about sort of, you know, just something fun that would be playing for you guys. And that way you don't have to hear me just yak, yak, yak at length. Cause I love this stuff, right? If I'm excited about something, if I like something, I will talk about it at length. So yeah, I got the, uh, the mixer packs of Summersby coming back too. uh, apparently the red rhubarb, which, the, the, which is their, their flavor that they launched this summer. They had, uh, got enough over here when I'll tell you about that in a second, they'd got enough over here for what an anticipated two months and they sold out in three weeks. So, um, if you guys don't know this Summersby comes from Denmark and it is imported. They do not have, uh, a North American, you know, plant or factory where they make the stuff, it is made and imported. So every summer's bee you have is made overseas and they ship it all in here. So no ands, ifs, or buts about that. That's very exciting. I think it just makes you feel like you're having something more quality, but uh, the red rhubarb that they sent out of red rhubarb. So they're dry. They're getting another shipment soon. I'm excited to try some more of that. It was quite good. Um, you know, just very exciting. The white summers are doing well. Um, we have been drinking those over the past week, which is Summersby mixed with, uh, Cronenberg 1664 blah, absolutely delicious half and half. Um, some of you guys are posting your pictures on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter of you guys trying this stuff. Definitely love it. Keep doing it. Keep, keep posting them tag, uh, you know, one man podcast and Summersby in them. Uh, the, the sponsors very, very happy. They're excited to see everyone's enjoying it. Uh, we'll have some prizing and stuff like that to give out, uh, you know, later in the year, hopefully be able to send you guys some samples of Summersby, but, uh, love my partnership with them. Um, and, uh, and appreciate you guys, uh, being excited for it as well. 
And finally, uh, partner number three, absolute comedy guys. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, the commercial to play in just a second and I will be announcing who won the season pass for absolute comedy, which is until the end of these comedians have been featured on just for laughs, Netflix, comedy central, CBC's, the debaters, Jimmy Kimmel live Conan, the comedy network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. But um, Anyways, that's... uh. That's exciting guys. We've got, uh, we've got our winner of, uh, of the, the season pass. So, uh, I had a few entries, didn't have as many as I expected considering what it was, but, uh, I know a lot of people are comics, right? So maybe they're not interested in going to see it on nights that they're not on. Um, but my winner, uh, with the few entries that I had, I just, I put the name in a hat and I drew it is, uh, is Tiffany, my friend Tiff who writes in the questions here and there and everywhere. So congratulations to Tiffany. She's, uh, in Peterborough, Ontario, where there is no absolute comedy, but does come home to see her parents here in Ottawa. Occasionally, that's what she put in her email. So, uh, when you come back to town, you know, and you're forced to hang out with your parents, at least you can get away and have some laughs or at least take them to a place and and have some laughs and get everyone in a good mood because who likes hanging out with their parents, right? Um, so congratulations, Tiffany way to go. I, uh, I'm very, very happy for you. I didn't have a pre canned applause thing. So maybe, you know, next time I'm giving something away, I'll, I'll think to do that. But uh, congratulations to you. Uh, as I mentioned, too, from Absolute Comedy, we have the third heat of the Prove You're a Comic competition happening this week, uh, from Monday through Wednesday here in Ottawa, Tuesday through Thursday in Toronto. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to find out more details about that and to keep track of the winners and how they're progressing. Uh, two finalists so far, Matthew Champ and Heather Hurst, both did great jobs in their weeks. So looking forward to that. I'll have more information for you guys as it comes. And, uh, and now the last part of the show is reading your emails. And this week we only have one. Uh, so, so we're on the home stretch here, guys, 51 minutes in stay tuned, buckle up just a little bit more. We're almost home guys. Thank you so much. Uh, this one comes from Chris. It says, Hey Josh and possibly crystal. Unfortunately, it's just me this week. Uh, a few years back, I heard while driving with a friend, a song. It's one of those songs that's just so well written that it immediately grabs your attention. Now, like I said, this was a few years back. So I apologize if this is old news. The song was ex-boyfriend by Lil Dicky. So ex-boyfriend by Lil, L-I-L, Dickie, D-I-C-K-Y. I recommend also checking, sorry, that was me adding that, by the way. Chris just said the, the song was ex-boyfriend by Lil Dickie. I just thought maybe clarify for you guys if you want to check it out. I recommend also checking out the video on YouTube. It changed my life. <laughs> okay. Um, now this got me thinking about other YouTube contributors that I enjoy. Epic Rap Battles of History. So what it is, uh, two similar or opposite characters from history are pitted against in a rap battle of, well, epic proportions. Uh, I haven't seen these, Chris, so I will, I will take a look at them. I apologize. I haven't had a chance to, to look at them. Your email came in today. Um, and then we have Vsauce one, two, and three, three separate channels. And these I have seen. Uh, so you're saying I get my daily dose of science and math as well as other curiosities from these guys, which I think is an understatement. Uh, my brother, you know, who is also into board games, just like yourself. Um, he brought up, uh, I think a couple years ago at Christmas, we were at crystals and he was just playing the, I think it was the Vsauce two channel. Um, I don't know why that rings a bell, but the Vsauce two channel, um, it, it was everything from like people inventing flying machines to like new products that are in the market. Like. And, and beyond, beyond cool. Like I know at the movie theaters, they'd be like, Hey, I'm, I'm Mark Saltzman and this is gear guide, blah, blah, blah. And he would show you like, here's the new Samsung, whatever phone. Like it was like simple new technology. I didn't find it to be overly spectacular or anything like that. Um, but this Vsauce stuff there, they're like showing you the, the, um, like the androids that they're making in China, they're showing you like new 3d scanning and 3d printer things that are being made. Um, and, and again, these are like on the weaker, less interesting side. So anybody who's listening Vsauce channel two, at least I can vouch for that. They have a lot of really cool shit. Plus I love the fact that they give you a riddle at the end of the videos, or at least again, two years ago when I was watching, they used to. So, uh, I, I thoroughly recommend that one. That's the only one geek and sundry, the nerdist and cracked you've put all three in. Give me my fill of nerd and pop culture. Um, I can speak for the Nerdist. The Nerdist is interesting interviews with Chris Hardwick. 
Um, I don't know what Cracked and Geek and Sundry is, but I mean, I'll definitely check them out. Plus, uh, my many board game media, such as the Dice Tower, Watch It Played, Shut Up and Sit Down, my personal favorite, in brackets, or parentheses, uh, and more. Are there any channels that you subscribe to that you recommend? So, and then keep it PC as your outro. <laughs> um, I, I have only subscribed to one and it's not because it was so good that I had to subscribe. It was just, you know, I, I was barely interested in YouTube at all. And this is another one that I believe around the same time my brother showed me, which was uh, the angry video game nerd, uh, from Cinemassacre, um, of wit. And then since then I've watched a lot of Cinemassacre videos. So I think, I think the YouTube channel is actually Cinemassacre, um, but, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Cinemassacre is great because, uh, you basically have James Rolfe is the, the producer or whatever, and he does, uh, different, different things. He does the monster movie madness, I believe is what it's called. Um, and what that is, is like, he's a big horror movie fan. So he does reviews of movies. He's very funny. Uh, the older stuff, he's very monotonous. He's gotten better. It's kind of like me, my podcast, you know, it's like, it's in, I try to make it interesting, but sometimes I'm a lot more energy and exciting and funny than I am, you know, other times. Um, 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 I, uh, so, so I really like, I really like cinematic stuff. And in, in October they do uh monster madness, I believe is what it's called. And every single day he has another review of a horror movie. I laugh my ass off at these. He's, he's really good at getting a lot of details and information out of them. Um, so I, I really enjoy listening to Cinemassacre. The angry video game nerd reviews are hysterical. It's basically him playing old Nintendo or Sega or Atari games that are absolutely awful, but he, he comments on them. He does this character, the angry video game nerd, and he, he swears and he gets angry and upset. Um, some episodes are better than others, but it's, it's very cool in just watching his process. Um, he did a, 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 how I do an episode thing and you see everything from him taking notes. Like he'll start to play a game. Then he'll take notes on things that are upsetting and frustrating. He shows you how he screen captures everything like that. And, and it shows there's a lot of effort put into it on his part when he does a, a video. So, so I guess in, uh, in short, in summary, um, angry video game nerd is the only channel that I've subscribed to. I've stopped watching his, his videos only because I just don't spend a lot of time watching YouTube videos in general. But I, uh, thank you for reminding me about Vsauce because I actually have been thinking about that lately that years ago I saw it and I'm like, I wouldn't mind checking out a few more of those. And then you just mentioning it is just one of those things where the universe is like, Hey, remember that thing you wanted to do, do it. So, so that's what I'm, uh, I'm going to check out. So thank you so much for your email. And I hope that anyone listening maybe wrote down some of these that they're interested in. Again, I'm just going to read them real quick. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the song that changed your life was ex-boyfriend by Lil Dicky. Um, you got the epic rap battles of history, Vsauce one, two, and three, all three are separate channels, geek and sundry, the nerdist and cracked, which are the nerd and pop culture ones. Um, your board game ones, such as the dice tower, watch it played, shut up and sit down and more. Uh, yeah, I guess the more parts not necessary. And that's, uh, that was it again. So thank you uh, so much guys. We're coming to the end of another episode of the one man podcast. I'm sorry. I really was hoping that episode 10, I would have some real fun stuff and, and some interesting experience to have shared with you guys. But you know, in the nature of the fact that I have to have a shower and get out the door in the next 20 minutes. And, uh, there's been so many, it's just all work right through the weekend and the, the, the job stressing me out right now. I really don't feel like I was able to bring a lot to the table for episode 10. And, uh, I'm sorry for that, but I hope that you guys at least get to kill an hour with me, you know, laugh a little bit, uh, definitely play that Friday, the 13th game. I'm telling you that was fun. Um, and yeah, and don't feed your dog dog food every day, you know, don't fuck them over. So, um, as always guys contact at one man podcast.com. If you want to send any questions, uh, I'd love it. I love that part of the show. Just a, an opportunity to sort of interact with you guys. I feel like I'm actually talking to you specifically as opposed to just, you know, yelling at the wall here in my room and yelling at my roommates, telling them to shut the fuck up every five minutes. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I appreciate the guys also, um, one man podcast is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, take a minute. If you have a chance, if you're just sitting around dicking around on your phone, killing time anyways, like we all do every time we have 10 seconds to ourselves, just, uh, if whatever social media platform you're on, chat, you know, go to one man podcast, throw me, throw me a like or a share or anything like that. If you don't mind, I really appreciate it. If you tell your friends about the podcast, that's also helpful because you know, the more people that listen, uh, you know, the more pressure it is for me to actually make it good. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one thing, but, uh, I don't know. I appreciate it guys. Also Josh Williams comedy, right? If you're interested in my stand up career, um, I'm trying to keep one man podcast and my comedy as sort of two separate entities. If I could, you know what I mean? So just know that, you know, Josh Williams comedy might have some stuff on it that one man podcast doesn't one man podcast might have some stuff that Josh Williams comedy doesn't, but I hope that I have your likes and follows on both. 
So, uh, as always, thank you for listening, guys. I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time to just listen to me, uh, talk shit, you know, no controversial stuff this week, guys, just nice and PG. I, uh, I look forward to talking to you next week, episode number 11. In the meantime, have a great week, guys. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs>